Welcome, welcome, welcome to the second episode of the MFRR podcast. Uh, I am here. This is Ron from MFRR. We also have, uh, we're going to start over here to my left. You got the boy Rick, your favorite mailman. And we got Mr. Vosley. Mr. Vosley here. Uh, Frank, uh, Frank is here, and we're going to let Frank talk in a little bit. But uh, definitely, we want to first off start off the show by saying thank you to everybody who has supported our podcast. Um, if you want to support, you want to hear more, definitely visit our Facebook page. It is uh, MFRR Podcast. Again, that is MFRR Podcast Facebook page. And you can follow us on Instagram. Definitely follow us on Instagram. That is MFRR one nine nine six again our instagram page is m f r r one nine nine six so we definitely want you guys to uh join in we are sponsored we are sponsored this is our second episode and we already sponsored and um we're actually going to be posting some fun stuff from this episode yeah shout out to our sponsor um our sponsor is kelly is the owner of chronic Cookies, cakes, and candy. It smells so good. Everything with the K. And and you can visit her on Instagram. Um, again, look for Chronic Cookies, Cakes, and this boy Candy. High. This boy high. I didn't even start anything yet. This boy high because that's not even that's not even Instagram it's page. It's cookies. number four. Chronic underscore cookies underscore cakes underscore candy. All K's. Now I. Anyway, clearly he's been dabbling. I have not been dabbling. I haven't even started yet. All right. Now, first off, this the we have uh, some pound cake with us, and we also have some gummies with us, and they they smell pretty good. Don't you agree, guys? I agree, but I'm not trying. They smell delicious. They do smell delicious. They smell really good. And just a little bit about uh, about this company. Um, 4K's Chronic Cookies, Cakes, and Candy. It was started on October 8th, 2016, after Kelly's mother passed from colon cancer in the summer of 2015. Uh, She's a single mother of three that has created her own company, so powerful black women. We definitely want to give a shout-out to powerful black women, strong black women. And um, she wants to give the opportunity to find an alternative to pain, anxiety, depression, medication, um, the poison in the medicine is killing us faster than the ailments. Uh, her passion is to supplement the pharmaceutical industry, which makes a whole lot of money, with a holistic approach. And um, she has uh, definitely hooked us up and sponsored the show. So thank you. Big shout out to Kelly. And Ricky is actually going to uh, film me w- taking my first uh, gummy of... All time, I guess. I've never. Yeah, he's popping his cherry. Um, for real. That's, yeah. that's what you had to go with. Hey. All right, here we go. It's a green, chronic leaf, gummy. Tastes pretty good. No real issues. <laughs> no real issues. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So I'm going to be taking more. Ricky's going to film, and we're going to post it. And we're going to have fun with it. Um, first off, how you guys doing? How you doing, Ricky? How's your, you know, how's your last couple weeks? And, and, and Mr. Vosley, what about you? How, how are you guys? Ain't much changed. I'm still your favorite male, man. <laughs> and Mr. Vosley, what's going on with you, man? I'm feeling awesome. He Now, just, just for the record, he came in. And and took no let's 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 be <laughs> let's just be realistic here and just keep it pushing. <laughs> He's gonna keep it pushing. He just to say I'm he went in awesome. He went um, in on the gummies early in the game. We're gonna transition facts. into what made us to be where we at now. So um, I'm gonna go around the table. I'm gonna start with with Ricky. Um, oh, you want me? You want me to go with Mr. Vossi? Please. Go All right, we're going to start Vossi. with Mr. Vossi because he just – can you get a picture of Mr. Vossi because he is on a heavy lean right here, boy. Like, <laughs> it's the chairs is comfortable. <laughs> if that's what you want to – that's what you want to say. The chairs is comfortable. Very, very comfortable. Like so, parlay, man. So, William Penn has been very instrumental in our lives, and um, we did a lot of things at William Penn. And, again, uh, over the course of this podcast, you'll hear more and more stories about us. But – um. 
What William Penn memory helped you in your current career? Now, I want you to give a little bit of what you're doing in your life at this time so people get a little bit, you know, got, they got back in the day now, where you at now, and how did William Penn help you get to where you're at? How William Penn helped me to get where I'm at now, I would have to say going to William Penn helped me to adapt to change. And um, it's, a, it's an old adage that says nothing constant, nothing's constant but change. So going to William Penn helped me adjust to meeting new people, adjusting to new environments, um, finding different ways to uh, adapt to my environment as well because I was an outsider coming into a new neighborhood. So I feel like just the challenge every day of meeting new people, um, discovering, man, listen, I can't talk right now. <laughs> I'm talking about discovering. Ain't nobody discovering nothing. I'm relaxed, man. I'm up here trying to be all politically conscious and whatnot. Come on, man. Oh, he's gonna fall Come out the on, chair. man. Going to the end of the show. And just... Look, man, what got me to William Penn was I wasn't trying to go to my neighborhood high school. Listen, man. How did it help you get to your current career? What are you doing? What are you What are you currently doing now? Well, I'm currently being a black man full time. Mm-hmm. Uh, 24, 28.5. All right. Um, yeah. And I'm just dealing with the social pressures of being a black man in America. And I'm actually loving it at the same time because it's making me a better person and it's creating a, a much stronger character. Um, so, yeah. What I'm doing right now is just... Being, being on lean right now. That's what I'm definitely on lean ski right now. I'm definitely on lean ski. Whoever so listening, you, if you know me and you know me to be on lean ski, then you know how I'm looking right yeah. now. Yeah. So again, this is a big shout out to our sponsor with Kelly with uh, 4K's Chronic Cookies, 4K's. Cakes, and Candy, who's uh, help uh, Mr. Vossley be on lean. So what was the question though? Actually, <laughs> we're going to move on from right now, and we're going to go with uh, Ricky. So the original question is. Um, give us a William Penn memory that helped you in your current career. So what are you in your current career? Or you can give a little background on previous careers, but help you get to where you at. For, you know, give me a William Penn memory. Oh, it was about careers. Okay. Well, it's about careers. Right. Well, um, I could say this. Since I, met my, since I met my three brothers here, Frank, Mac, and Ryan, um, it's been hard for me to find true friendship. So, um, my career is like far as going to the Navy, you, you meet new people and you try to get that brotherhood, but it's not the same as your brotherhood that you found in the high school that you attended from 1996 to 2000 and continue on afterwards. So now that I'm a mailman, I don't see how much pen help me with this current job so let me ask you this hmm. only with, based on the facts of what what helped me get through high school was my friends okay so but what but, about what is something that you went through in high school nothing that gave you that, that gave you the strength to go through surviving the navy surviving transition out of the navy into your current position i, I can't use high school for that no, um, no, no, not at all. Me, I cannot use high school. I have to bit. use outside of school. But we had this one teacher named Mr. Martin. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say he was a goal setter. He didn't tolerate lacking. He didn't tolerate inconsistencies. So Agreed. Mr. Martin always been in my heart and in my spirit since I met him in seventh grade at Shaw Middle School, and he so happened to transfer over to. William Penn High mm -hmm. School, and it's like a, it was reunited. He had this thing called Go For It in middle school, and it was uh, teaching us military basics and stuff like that, and how to conduct your adulthood after school and you know so forth. But that's a good that's a good connection that's, right that's, there. It's a good connection, that's a very but good connection. he ended up being our photographer teacher. Mm -hmm. True, and he taught us how to do how to develop film, develop film in the, in the um, programs and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So, yeah. you know, that, that expanded my mind to other things. All right, you know, I was going to actually talk about Mr. Mar, but I'm glad that you did. So I'm going to go ahead and let you flow with that one. All right. So um, for me, um, 
I was a, and you guys already know, um, I was a teen father at the age of 15. A week later, my, my uh, son Ronald was born. And one of the things I can say helped me, um, besides y'all, y'all is, yeah, y'all helped me through so much, but it was a program. It was a teen father program that I went to there, and it gave me the opportunity to look at that I wasn't alone in the struggles that I was having. Um, and the, the fear of being a father, having someone else look up to me, and as well as trying to discover who I was in that time frame, it really helped me, gave me the strength and guidance that someone was willing to help me and walked in my shoes. Um, and it helped me become a teacher, which I was a teacher for eight years, and, and now I'm a data coordinator for a school. Um, and it really gave me the foresight to become a teacher, um, along with Mr. Vosley, who helped me push me into the teaching um, education field. Um, Shout I, out the black men who help each other out. Yes, yes, definitely. Facts. I, I felt the need to help my community by teaching African-Americans or in the inner city. And that's all I taught for, for my eight years. And it's, it's been a very big benefit for me to see them grow, um, fall down, and me help guide them back up and show them a path, you know, in a, in a better direction. So that was a memory for me. All right. So can I add something to that real quick? Yeah. I'm, what I say, that is Go so, ahead. that is so genuine what Ron just said, because so. the whole time he was teaching, all Ron tried to get me to do was, yo, Ricky, can you come up here to the school and talk to these kids? Please <laughs> tell them your story. Tell them your story. Tell them your story. Tell them your story. Right. And that, that really touched me in some kind of way because he really cared. Like, yeah. that was a rural, this is a rural black man that really wanted to help the young adolescents out here. Well, I mean, that, that's a good point, Ricky. And I feel like that's a good segue because the influence of black men, like you started talking about earlier with your teacher from, from Shaw, Mr. Martin, who was also our high school teacher, just that influence of that black male can have a great, a great um, impact on you as a man. And sometimes you don't even know that the impact that they have on you until you start applying those things into everyday life and like damn i did that because mr martin showed me like not to give up and right. persevere you know Facts. but you need guys like that and it doesn't necessarily have to be a black man shout, but that's shout, a good point though shout out to black teachers yeah because they're one there's not that many throughout the country and probably the world um but shout out to black men who are in a mentor role because right. you don't have to be a teacher to help guide you know, someone ain't help them, you know, progress in their lives. Thanks. So I, I definitely love this segment. And you're going to hear more stories from us about William Penn, um, about our careers um, and some of our goals, as well as goals with this. But our last show, we talked about Valentine's Day. And Ooh. now we are past valentine's day way past valentine's day so we in march i want to hear march i want to hear about what was your valentine's day because y'all was talking really heavy about valentine's day and uh i want to hear what did you do on valentine's matter of fact i'm gonna go to ricky what did you do on valentine's day i woke up i went to work put in eight hours probably eight and a half probably took like a half hour overtime well, home. Uh, I think I ate something and I went to bed. So just like that, not, you didn't do didn't anything not, for Valentine's Day. Did not Day? participate in anything for Valentine's Day whatsoever. You didn't give a gift. I didn't get no gift. Now, yeah, what about over the weekend? I haven't received no gift. Nothing. Okay. It was just dry, <laughs> dry. <laughs> because I do not care for Valentine's Day. All right. At all. There was nothing. nothing. It was just. Dry. So, so, from Ricky's perspective, it was a dry Valentine's Day. Let's go to Mr. Vosley. What Man. was your Valentine's Day like? If you think Ricky's Valentine's Day was entertaining, <laughs> you really want to think mine was entertaining. Because let me tell you, I woke up, I said, oh, it's Valentine's Day. I'm going to clean up. I didn't even know it was Valentine's Day. So, I'm going to clean up. I cleaned up, washed some clothes, kicked back, had a good meal. And went to bed on time. I don't think I ate a piece of chocolate. I don't think I looked at the color red or solid rose. Now, for the ladies that's listening here. 
Uh-oh. He's I don't want to y'all you. to get the wrong impression of me that I'm just like this um, this Scrooge type dude. I'm not. Um, if you know me, you would understand why I like Valentine's Day, why I don't like Valentine's Day. But for those who participate in, I can act the part. I could play the part for you. But you know, I'm not against y'all. I just have my opinion about Valentine's Day. Is it me or is his lean getting lower and lower? Shout out to Kelly's. Yeah. Is it Kelly? Chronic. Four chronic. Cookies. Cookies. Cakes. Cakes. Candies. Candies. Underscores. I forget me. Getting the underscores. It's candy underscore cookies underscore. No, it's wrong. You were wrong. It's it's chronic underscore cookies underscore cakes underscore candy. Same difference, brother. Instagram. It's, not, it's different. My Valentine my Valentine's Day was regular. It okay. was just a regular day. Make sure you DM. I could have made some bread, but I didn't. But I could tell you a funny Valentine's Day story. Go ahead. We can go. That. We can go with a quick one. Okay, I'm gonna put a name out there. Everything. I'm not gonna do that. I'm not mm. gonna do that. So you really not gonna do that? No. Here, take another gummy. She was chocolate. I used to have a thing for chocolate take women. Take another gummy. I still love them. I still love all women. Chocolate, you know, whatever, light skin, brown skin, brown sugar, <coughs> however they come. You know, the dark of the berry, the sweet of the juice. It's the black of the berry. berry. It's black of the berry, sweet of the juice. She blacker than the motherfucker, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 um, all right, so Valentine's Day Middle School. This is when Candy Rain was out. Okay. My love, do you? That's middle school, ever? bro. That was middle school for me. Yeah. Middle, middle school, school for so. all of us. So, boom, this is when tapes you know, and CDs was out. Shit, right? Yeah. Or you can either buy the tape or you can buy the CD. So, I'm sitting in front of these kids. I'm sitting in front of a group of kids. And the girl I liked was in the back. And she was into this ball named Kev. He was cool. He's my homie. He was all cool. You know, it wasn't no big deal. But I didn't know that that was her dude. So I feel like they knew that I was trying to make her my girl by giving her this gift. So the day before Valentine's Day, I'm like, yo, mom, I want to buy this tape for this girl. Candy Rain. <laughs> Boom. So I go through this whole little presentation about how I'm going to get this tape. My mom took me out and give me the gift. I'm going to give me the tape. Make a long story short, I go to class the next day. I build up enough um, heart. I build up enough heart to say, yo, I got you this CD. I mean, I got you this tape. She like, oh, no, my boyfriend gave me the CD oh, already. Crushed him. I was like, ooh. ooh. And ever money. since then, I just had a thing about dark skin Did women. Did you say, ooh? No, I definitely, <laughs> I definitely didn't say, ooh, ooh. But everybody who, who was around there said that because I was salty. Yeah. I was salty, yeah. bro. If you get embarrassed in front of your class, Dog. everybody will say how she gonna tell a How she going to tell a middle school student, oh, I don't want to take my boyfriend got me the CD? Oh, I man. seen her recently too. She's still beautiful, you know. Did you say something to her? I said, "What's up?" Uh, but I ain't saying nothing else about the tape or the CD. You okay. know what I'm saying? Because it's over and past. I just was sorry, but still, that's a light skin. That's a light skin moment that. right there. Oh, here we go with that. That's the stuff that happened stuff. to light skin dudes, though. Oh, whatever. Real talk. My man was a little high brown skin. He was good money, but you know, I never forget that Candy Rain tape and the CD type deal. I'm maybe telling that. What you do with the CD? Did you do with the tape? I probably threw it away because I didn't even like the group. Oh. Wow. But she just to always sing this song. Like, oh, that's my favorite song. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to get that, y'all. Because that's the kind of dude I was. I'd be paying attention and I'd be listening. That was, wait. You talking about So For Real. So For Real. Every, so For yeah. Real. So For Real. Okay. Yeah. By Heavy D. Yeah. So, getting into my Valentine's Day seems like I'm the only one that did something. Well, actually, Frank. Frank and I, um, well, separately, um, I was able to Sucker. go to <laughs> Philly, a night away from the kids. And go see Boys the Men We're at, at the Met. Now, if you know Philly, the Met used to be a rundown building off of Broad and Poplar. Down the street from William Penn. Uh, down the street from William Penn. For as long as we attended William Penn, the Met was closed, rundown. I think at one point it was a church. And the Divine Lorraine Hotel. Well, no, that was up that and was down. A... That was it was down for a lot. But when music came out, they did the uh the video inside of there too. It's been an eyesore. All right, but anyway, going back to the story. So went to the Met and um had a really good time at the Met. Uh Boys the Men showed out. Uh it was it was about an hour and a half show. It was, they were the only act. They had somebody else, but they never came on. But Boys the Men really did a fantastic job. And that was it was fun. Boys the Men is is one of my favorite groups and it had me thinking, what is the greatest R&B group of all time. And I'm not just talking about in 90s, 2000. I'm talking about all time. For me, for me, and, you know, I want you guys to come 
come on our Facebook page, MFRR Podcast page, and or hit us up on Instagram and give us your favorite uh, group. And again, our IG is um, MFRR1996 on Instagram. <laughs> what is your favorite R&B group of all time? For me, Boys the Men. Now, I got some facts to support my group. Man, okay? I, got the, I got the best group. Hold on, nobody hold on. I, can before touch we this anybody group. say that, I don't care now, what nobody says. I'm going to put my facts out there, okay? Boys the Men has five, now this is all according to Billboard.com, has five number one hits, okay? And I compared them to two other gr- groups that I think are probably almost, ju- it's probably just as big. One was New Edition. They had zero number one hits on Billboard. I know. I looked it up, and I looked on different websites. And then the other group I thought was on that same level was the Jackson Five, or the Jacksons overall. Not Michael Jackson by itself. I'm not. I'm. I'm talking about groups. The Jacksons had four number one hits, as well as Boys the Men has more gr- Grammys, which I think is three or four. I'm sorry. Hold on. Let me get my notes because I got notes on this. The Jackson Grammys. They had two nominations, didn't win any. Um, Boys the Men, 15 nominations, four wins. And New Edition nominated one time, no wins. So, I pose the question to you. Who's better than Boys the Men as the greatest R&B group of all time? Yeah, I'll go last because mine's the best, so I'll go well, last. I didn't do no research on this particular group. That's your loss. That's your fault. I, I, hey, I don't care, but coming. I think the people are going to speak for me, and mm-hmm. they're going to they're gonna take my side on this one. Mm-hmm. Earth, Wind, and Fire. Mm. Hmm. That is a good one. Quality good one. music. Okay. Uplifting music. It's everything. It's, it's pop. It's, it's, it's hip. It's R&B. It's soulful. It's rock. It's uh, electric. It's eccentric. It's it's everything. You're just gonna use every electric yes. Woogie Woogie is everything. They they in their feelings. They talking about love. They talking about um heartache and pain. They talking about up, uplifting. It feels good. It's it's family music, and their voices is is, is beautiful. It's lovely, and he still perform to this day. So this boys the men. Not like Earth Wind and Fire. Boys the men sold out the whole mat. And they, they, they have original. They have original beats that everybody mimic. They have a of. band. Okay, but they make their own music. Boys the men music was written by Babyface. Oh, who's a better writer than Babyface? The only other person is Smokey. But we talking about that's Earth. the only other person. Earth, and Earth Wind and Fire didn't have a whole lot. They of can create like, music. I'm just saying freestyling. Just make up a beat you, and just freestyle. I've never heard Boyz II Men freestyle anything. I heard Earth, Wind, and Fire freestyle a couple things. What? Name I, I a song. Say, I can't name Fact a song. Check. I just Fact seen check. Don't I be coming up. We can grab a shit out of there. I've so, seen it. You got to bring the mic closer. I'm just saying. <laughs> y'all, when y'all done balloting about y'all groups, I'm going to bring up my group, and it's going to shut all Earth, y'all Earth, Wind, and Fire. Okay, so Ricky. Even, even the Cougars love it. Rawr. Shout out to the Cougars. Shout out to the Cougars. Yeah, I, I really don't like that crowd. <laughs> wow. It was weak. Wow. Yo, you got to be like, like you think of Cougars. The hell is that a dead Cougar. cat? Cougar. <laughs> when I think of Cougar, I think of Eartha Kit and Boomerang. That's what I think of Cougar. That might be a snapping turtle. Oh, <laughs> that might be a snapping turtle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's I have go. I have Earth and Fire on my on my uh, playlist right now. Um, okay. We play music in the post office sometimes, and they are in my playlist heavily. Yeah. And the older heads walk by, and they was like, "What you know about Earth and Fire?" Okay. And they love it, and I be loving it because I I I can identify with the picnics, family reunions. Just chilling around the house, cleaning up on Sundays when he was young boys. I remember that cleaning up on a Sunday, mom trying to clean up. Yeah, Earth and Fire. All right, so Bosley, what is your favorite all-time R&B yeah. group? This R&B group was—they received many awards, many accolades. You got proof to back for their up. performances. They even had a movie made after them. The best group ever. Stop playing with me. No, the Five Heartbeats. That's the best group ever. <sighs> First off, battle with me. I don't battle with me. Not battle with me. The five heartbeats. The five heartbeats, dog. Who better than Duck? Who better than Duck? 
Who better than Duck? Alright. You want my spot flash? Come on. You ain't got it. You ain't got it. Come on, that's the best group. Can we play Shy Brother? Oh, Shy Brother, right? Come on, man. It was not a real dog. They real in my mind. All right. First off, they real in my mind. First off. The five really my mind. based off of the Dells, if you don't know your history. I, I ain't saying about our history. You said, okay. what is the best group? And that is the best that group. That is a fictional they got, group. None of the groups y'all talking about got movies. Huh? None, of the two, none of the groups y'all talking about got movies made after them. None of them. <laughs> none of them. None of the groups y'all talking about got movies made after them. <laughs> listen. Listen, Shout bro. out to Kelly's. Non-negotiable. Non-negotiable. The five heartbeats, brother. Come on, man. They're, as much as I love five heartbeats. How many awards did they win? How many awards did they win? It was fake awards. It don't matter. It don't matter. It don't matter. Y'all not getting it. It don't matter. It don't matter. And they all still friends to this day. Yo. You saw them, you saw them at the cookout? They, you ain't seen them at the cookout at the end. They all friends to this day. Dog, and they still friends at the cookout. Nigga, they was at the cookout but he chilling. Saw his brother wife, though. But they made they they right, made up on, at the hold end. Hold on, hold on. When they start doing the right, dance. Right, you want to fictional movies? No, that's life. No, I want to give it up. I want to give a Man, shout that's out real life. To the, to the guy, Leon, who played Five Heartbeats because he was also in Temptations. And he also played Little Richard. And he is, i seen his online. He is the only dude to score 25 points in 30 seconds and above the rim. In some hot ass corduroys. Right. And he was in Madonna video. He dated Madonna for a while. Yeah, he did. He actually met he actually met Townsend because he was with Madonna at an award show and Townsend started talking to him. I just seen this today. It's crazy. Yo, another shout out to Robert Townsend for all of the major uh, amazing things that he had done throughout his career and how many people he put on. Exactly. Even if you go back to I was watching Eddie Murphy Raw. He was one, he was of, one of the writers. That. He was the director. Yeah, of yeah. He was the director Eddie, of that. Eddie you know asked who, for him specifically. You know who else was the producer and I think writer? Keenan Ivory Wayne's, who put his whole family on. Yeah, right. The only person that put on more of a family was Joe Jackson. Just saying. But we're going to talk about okay. the best uh, no, R and B. So hands down, five hundred. So here, I got a list. Hands down, the, I, the, I the crowd would agree. No, they anyway, would not. They would agree and talk about actual real. Groups and and the and, and nobody won no more awards than them, man. So um, from this list, I got real quick from uh, liveandabout.com because there are so many different lists somewhere, and so this one was the closest one I th- I like. Um, it had fifteen top fifteen, which was Pointer Sisters, uh, which I don't think they should have been up there, but that's you know what they put TLC at fourteen, thirteen they put Boys the Men, which you know I don't really like this list, even though whatever. This is a really older list, in my opinion. Um, Sly and the Family Stone at 12. Destiny Child at 11. Um, here we go. Cool in the Gang at 10. Parliament Funkadelic with George Clinton at 9. Oh, o- I keep the OJs at 8. Smokey Robinson at 7. Okay. The Four Tops. And a lot of the, a lot of these groups are still performing, as as Vossley would say. The Four Tops at They're six. Still all good friends, The man. Temptations, which I thought about as one of the greatest groups of all time. But in terms of long, uh, uh, I'm going to leave it alone. So Temptations at five. Four, the Isley Brothers. Uh, three, your group, Ricky. Uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire. I told y'all. Two, the Jackson Five. And one, according to them, the greatest group. R&B group of all time is the Supremes, and this group, this list is very debatable. Um, so we want you guys to again go to our Facebook page MFWR and answer uh, on MFWR podcast. Answer which is your favorite R&B group, and um, I go to our IG at uh, MFRR one nine nine six Instagram and give us what is your favorite R&B groups. So, talking about R&B groups, talked about Valentine's Day. Is know. there a hole in the house tonight? Stand up! <laughs> <laughs> that gave you the chills when you watched that part. I yeah. was listening to some of their music. Is there a heart in the house tonight? Tomatoes and stuff. Come so on, I man. I have a, a gift that caught my eye attention in some kind of way. And I want your opinion on this. There is a gift, a fragrance... A certain kind of fragrance that sell, sold out in minutes. And it was an Erica Badu 
Vagina Fragrance, which is actually called Badu's Pussy Premium Incense. Mm. Sold out within one, minutes. One more P, that had been an alliteration. Look, I'm just saying. So, this, if you don't know, I never heard about it, is a perfume that's supposed to smell like her pussy. Exactly. Her female parts. Yeah. And her vagina. Exactly. The cavity. The pink so, stuff. So, my question to you. The box. Would you. That monkey. Buy this <laughs> fragrance <laughs> for your girl. If you had a girl. Had a wife. Would you buy it for your significant other to smell Erica's Badu? I will only buy it if I ask if they will want it or think they will use it. I won't go and buy it. I'm like, huh, here's Erica Badu pussy perfume. <laughs> I can't see that happening. You would have to ask that question first. Like, would you wear Erica Badu pussy fragrance? Um, then I will go buy it based off of that, but I won't take it upon myself and just go purchase that shit. Like, fuck out of here. Like, that's another female's. What you call that? What's a secretion? Right. It's <laughs> <laughs> kind of the best way to. Like, play. how do you know which what part of the pussy you're getting? Are you getting her workout pussy, her mm. all day pussy, the true. after she pissed See, pussy, the after ana- sex pussy, during sex that pussy? You're gonna get from the MFW what podcast. pussy are you yeah. getting? Yeah, morning true. pussy. True. Which one? After swimming pussy? After fresh out of the ocean pussy? Like, what are you getting? You know what? I like how you think, brethren. Can you bring a little closer? I like how you think, brethren. There you go. Yeah, it's true. It could have been, the, yeah. Each, each female, they... Could have been the window seat the, pussy? Right. Window Can seat I get a window pussy? seat oh, pussy when she was walking pussy. that yeah, them right. three, you four blocks? Like fresh, that looked like the fresh video. pussy. That looked like she but took she, a shower that morning. But she walked in the sun all the way to the airport. On her way to work, and she decided to take her clothes off. So that's marinated pussy. And dirty feet. Right. That's marinated pussy. So we getting that? That's perfect. Are we getting that pussy right there? Because that's be perfect pussy right there. <laughs> so you would buy it if it was that? If it was that pussy. If it was that. Right. But. Would you? I would have to ask my significant ask, other if she would. For permission. Right. Okay. I'm going to take it. What about myself. you, Mr. Vosley? Would you buy it window seat? Okay. So let me just put it out here. Um, I'm all about supporting black businesses. And right now, if you can make some money off the fragrance of your pussy, by all means, go for it. I'm all for it. If you can find somebody that's going to buy it, hey, I'm with that. Would I buy that for my significant other? Um, see, if my significant other wants something, I'm not going to necessarily say no, especially if it comes to another woman's vagina. So if she asks me, I'm like, yeah, go ahead. I mean, whatever. I'm going to support the business. I might just keep it as a collector's item because it might be actually worth some money. Like, you never know. Like, Would you, would you spray it and want to smell it? Of course. Window seat. Um, Dirty feet. I've actually seen Badu in person. I'm sorry, Miss Erica Badu in person. And she's she's a gorgeous woman. I got to put respect on her. So, again, me. would you buy it? To be honest with you, no, I wouldn't buy it. Okay. Because I'm the kind of, I'm the kind of boy that I push up on her like, yeah, you selling all this stuff, but I want to see the up close and personal smell, what you smell like right now. That's what I want. <laughs> Do it smell like this perfume? Do it really smell? I want to see what it's really smell. I want to see what it's smelling for. You want to compare it? I ain't trying to buy nothing fake. I want to see the real thing. I'm going to come up. I'm going to roll up on my door and shoot my shot. She going to shoot me down. You want that authentic pussy. I'm trying to see what you really smell like. What them them underpits smell like. That's what you selling us? We're going to transition out of this one at this point. Uh, so, say no, Miss Badu. I'm just playing. But but overall, but Erica Badu, if you do want to come on the show, we can definitely set that up so you can we can speak a little bit more about this topic. So and so we can make some Ms. suggestions. Erica Badu, if you want to be on the show, contact us and we will make it happen. You know, however you want to work that out. I'll just, be on my best behavior. Um, so here we go. Segue into some some life issues and some things that caught our attention over this this time frame. Came across an article from um, independent uh, website. Uh, it's called independent.co uh, in the UK. And it brought up a point about, and I'm just going to read the article. I'm going to read the title and then I'll talk more about it, which is Hollywood must end its traumatic flesh. Uh, tra- traumatic flesh. There's so much more to black lives than police brutality. So this article talks about uh, a movies after at the start of the Black Lives movement, and 
one of the movies in 2013 that came out was Fruitville Station. This movie was a very um, strong, dramatic movie that caught your attention when it came down to the uh, death of a black male who was killed by an officer. And then the movie uh, starred Michael B. Jordan. Shout out to Michael B. Jordan. You want to come on the show, we got you. Um, definitely, uh, he did his thing in, in Philly and, and Creed. You know, it was in Creed too, just just uh, just for the record. And moving on, but off of that, they grossed seventeen point four million dollars. With that, Hollywood took notice and said, "You know what? Let's make some more movies similar to that." So Detroit and came out in twenty seventeen. Um, my shout out to my boy Chris Davis. See you, Cheney grad. Uh, was in that movie as well as uh, some other ones. LA 92 came out in uh, another movie, which I, I, I'm upset that I didn't see it, but I want to see it with my daughter and kind of talk about this. The Hate You Give was a very good movie that came out in 2018. Uh, Monsters and Men came out. So my, my question to, to you guys is, does Hollywood deserve the right to make money off of police brutality against African-Americans in this country? Is that a right for them to push movies out into the world? Greenlight those movies. Um, this is just my opinion. When you have the money, you can pretty much make the story beginning and how you see fit. Now, as far as Hollywood making money off the African-American and the struggles that we go through, this is nothing new. They've been making money off of us for years. Now the question is, when are the um, directors and the producers and the shot callers and the movers and shakers of the black and brown community going to start their own Hollywood and not make um, and, and not allow Hollywood to use us as cash cows and profit off of the trials and tribulations that we've gone through that they have been a part of of setting up okay. so it's not about is hollywood right or wrong it's about when are we going to make our own hollywood and have hollywood come to us the same way that we go to them for opportunities so so let me get a different perspective ricky what do you think about the way Hollywood portrays the the traumatic issues of police brutality in movies. What is your feel? Do they have a right to do that? Should they be doing that, or should they be pushing it just to make money on the black uh, money, the black dollar? They have the right to do it, but I feel as though it's not authentic. I think it's like it's fabricated. It's fabricated. Uh, the whole story is not being told accurately. They show you. They, they only can give you a visual of what they think is going on but they don't think they get the actual idea from the inner city people that actually go through this you can't ask as actors you know can you act a certain way if they don't live it if you go into the neighborhoods that these incidents take place you would get a real feel of it you can't go off of watching the news and seeing marches and people have their opinions on what's actually going on go out there and actually live out here and get a real feel and then you'll get a real authentic feel that you could put into the movies for us to see it because when we watch the movies as a black people we're like it don't go down like that it don't never happen like that it's not it's real so then i'm gonna i'm gonna challenge you in 2015 spike lee came out with a uh, American music crime comedy drama film called Chirac based on the issues of Chicago and all of the, the, the violence, all of the blood, all of the death of African Americans. And he made this movie and it didn't boom the way that some Spike Lee movies have in the past. That, I think, may not be down to the letter, but... He gave a very large uh, portrayal of what is going on in Chicago. Why wasn't that, I guess, in my opinion, you know, picked up as much as some of the other ones that we just talked about? Because the movie was too real. Like, if you can read in between the lines, it was giving us truth. But during the movie, there was acting and rhyming and goofiness. 
silliness, you know, so you had to stretch that story out. But if, you know, if the, if a conscious person can really dig deep and under, I just watched this movie for the first time last week mm-hmm. and I totally got it. Okay. But with the rhyme, the storyline, with the rhyming and stuff like that, it kind of like uh, watered it down a little bit. Okay. So, so you said. But it was actual facts. Like, like the ending was perfect. Yeah. But it don't really go down like that. Nobody's going to confess. Because no, 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 no. right. I, 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 that's one of the things I do want people to see this movie. Right. Um, Mr. Vossi, give us your, your point of view of why Chirac wasn't as uh, popular. As some of other black movies speaking about violence in the inner city. Oh, because the the director's name was Spike Lee. He doesn't get the credit he deserves when it comes to black arts and black entertainment. He has a very big influence on our culture, especially me myself, with movies like Do the Right Thing, More Better Blues, She's Gotta Have It, She Hate Me. Those are things that have a heavy influence on me as a person and even me as a father. Um, just with the simple title of Do the Right Thing. You know, me and my children and my family and my friends know to do the right thing because of Spike Lee. So the reason why Chirac might not get the credibility that it probably deserves is because it touches on a lot of things that people don't want to talk about. And it highlights a lot of the violence that people don't get a chance to see. And if you're a follower of Spike Lee, he has a melodic, melancholy type of theme with most of his movies. He adds a lot of artwork mixed them with music and still pictures and and, and, and jazz and things like that so a lot of times spike lee makes his movie for the spike lee fan it's not necessarily for the crowd because if you understand spike lee i don't necessarily say not understand spike lee but i'm a lover of the art so i can appreciate his view on art when it comes to black excellence and and anything involving black um so i feel like that was a great acting job by Nick Cannon. I feel like that was a chance for him to actually yeah. be himself and show the world that he has, he's dynamic and his acting. So uh, a movie like Chirac is something that's similar to like a Boys in the Hood or a Menace to Society. It's just that at the time when Chirac was made, the platforms that we have wasn't available for it to get larger scale exposure. If Chirac comes out again, or somebody remakes Chirac in these days, it's going to get much more exposure because the hurt and pain is more worldwide, and the internet is more is more easily accessed now. Well, speaking of uh, having connection, if you actually watch uh, Chirac, it is connected to the classical Greek plays that yeah. were written for theater and was loved by many all throughout the world. Kind of picked and up on it. Huh? I kind of picked and, up on it. And, and it is, real quick, to piggyback on what you're saying, and like what you said with the Shakespeare, all the Shakespeare's and those those plays had a had a, um, a melody behind it mm-hmm. to right. kind of capture the audience, yeah. to keep them going with it. And that's something that I guess he tried to, he adapted kind of like the Romeo and Juliet yeah. right. with, with Leonardo DiCaprio right. and, and um, John Leguizamo. Right. Mm-hmm. But Spike Lee loved musicals. Like, yeah. that's his, that's but that's the threat of our culture. Right. Our culture is musical. It's from it's, our, it's in our DNA. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is. So, but just to, just to connect some of the history, because I, I, we want to educate you with this show as well. Um, the the movie Chirac was based on the story of Lisa Strada, a classic Greek comedy play in, in which women withhold sex were women withhold sex from their husbands as a punishment for fighting in a war. Now, this was portrayed in the gang battles that are happening in Chicago because there's plenty of gangs that are plenty of death going on. And the women took hold and said, we are not going to give in. Not going to give you nothing. You can't even smell the Badu. (laughs) And, you know, until you guys stop killing each other. So I want to bring this question to you guys. Could this idea work now? There's a lot of killing within the black community. And black women are just as strong. Can they use this strategy to bring awareness to y'all need to stop killing each other? Hell okay. no. I'm 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 gonna be optimistic here. I'm gonna I'm gonna say hell no, but I'm gonna be optimistic. So uh, I'm pretty sure the audience as well as us know women who can't be around other women for more than five minutes. I don't know how that began, but I grew up when it was always packs of women just kicking it. I never grew up where it was women that just didn't get along. Um, well, so, we say they only be friends with dudes because females be on a different type yeah, of 
time or vibe. Right. I only got friends that's dudes. I only mess with niggas. Yeah. So it's kind of like you got girls that only hang out with dudes, and that's okay. But if you got a dude that hanging out, hang out with girls, he a fuck boy, or however y'all want to put it. So it's kind of backwards now. But however, back to your point and the question was, do I think that it could work? Something needs to happen because I'm tired of losing our black men and our black boys. Mm-hmm. So women, if that is the key, I think it might make more men angry. To be honest with you, because in my opinion, it's a lot of these lame niggas that's messing up the good women's minds, and, it's getting, and when the good woman find a good man, she make it difficult difficult for him because of the lame niggas that mess it up for us. So maybe it's just a confusion of lame niggas and real niggas nowadays, and lame women and real women, and we need to find out who really built for it, because something needs to happen. But I agree in those times, I think that was an awesome idea for black women to bond together and get tired of losing their black boys and their husbands and brothers and uncles to the wall so and decided to band together. It's, I think it's, it's a great idea. It's a great idea. concept. So again, Ricky, you saying no and... I'm like, hey, try it. I try mean, but it. just that if I'm actually talking to a female, if I got somebody in my corner, <laughs> we're going to have a disclosure conversation. Like, I'm not gang warm right now, so that don't apply to me. I'm working every day, so can we... You so know. the the reason why I give that hell no is because a lot of women these days be trapping people, setting men up for failure. They 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 the ones that's staring the crime behind it. Some of them they the ones who the creators of the crime behind. Yes, it. but they also so the ones who if they hold stop, it down, hold the family down after. The but crime. what about the guy that don't get nothing? That's still going out here and and killing and stuff like that. That don't get none. From none of the girls, so how that's gonna—that's not gonna solve anything. But that, I think if you—if we all band together, and that's one of the things as a community we need to do, whether it's ban money, ban uh, get properties, um, with this violence, we need to band together. And if it's that one person, that then that one person becomes the outlier versus this is a large group and it's a warning against each other. Instead of we need to get that one percent out, and then all ninety-nine now becomes the new one hundred. You know, <clears throat> good point, sir. However, I must add, people who listen to this, as well as people in this room right now, it's going to be important for us to identify who is weak and who is strong and make those concrete decisions sooner than later because it's the weak people in our culture that's bringing us down. It ain't the strong ones. It's the strong ones that's battling against all these weak motherfuckers that think that they're strong. Facts. So before you make that commitment, you need to find out what side of the fence you want. Either you on the strong side or it's a weak side. Because the change is coming and y'all motherfuckers better get ready for it. So speaking of change, speaking of bonding together, we are a very big show about uh, bringing us together and, and making our money worth it. Matter of fact, real quick, let's let's give another shout out to uh, Kelly's Chronic Cookies, Cakes, and Candy. And I'm actually going to try this some. This motherfucker over here sweating. I'm going to try some cake. Open up. I mean, I'm going to try some cake real quick. I'm going to try the cake. I'm going to try the cake and give a little bit of the cake and eat that. It smells delicious. Oh, come on. You oh, take it. Man. You recording it? I'm recording it. It smells delicious. It. Is that, it, it tastes good? Got a little fight to it. Got a little fight to it. You need some water? No, no, I'm good. Yeah, got it is tasty. I'm not even a cake person. Actually, really good, though. Yeah, it's really good. I can, I can, I can. How's the aftertaste? Is there an aftertaste like? Does it taste like cake? The aftertaste? It, it tastes like I just smoked some weed. Okay. Wow. So, would you like to describe that to the listeners who's never smoked before? I really can't because I never really smoked before. So. So okay. So this your first uh, THC level type food food base? Yes. No, I'm, I'm only asking about the aftertaste because I notice sometimes when you have these type of edibles, there can be there can be a distinct aftertaste. It's not a bad that can kind of turn people off, and I haven't had a bad aftertaste even with the gummies. So so far, everything is smooth. Yeah, no, this is real smooth. This was good. This yeah, was good. So definitely, uh, shout out to our to our sponsors. So speaking of uplift, speaking of bringing together, um, we're going to go into Mr. Vossley's uh, video game tip, and uh, let's let's cue the music for that. Bossley, Bossley, game tips. Bossley, Bossley, game tips. Bossley, Bossley, game tips, game, game, game. 
What up, y'all? This is Mr. Vossy talking about some video games and some tips. Now, I want to give y'all some ideas, something that I've been thinking about. And I know y'all say, oh, these guys are older. They're playing video games or whatever. Whatever you might have, whatever ideas you might have about video games. It's not the same for for us that was born in, uh, in the 80s and 90s. Earlier on, it was just you playing the game just to play the game. And you, you get in trouble, the parents take the game from you. Nowadays, you got little 12-year-olds, 11-year-olds. If you don't already know, they have YouTube channels. They're playing video games. They're getting sponsorship. And now they're getting paid monthly just to pay, play these video games. I'm filling the cake. So, like you said, he's filling the cake. Shout out shout out to who? Four. Four. Four Ks. Product, cookies, cakes, candy. It's working. Go, shout out to Kelly. You need to give her a phone call if you want to call directly, 267-819-9608. I'm filling the cakes. I so, think I need to start He's filling the, the cakes for them because they can't get it correct. And he's saying, no, the, the cake eater. Mr. Vosley's fine. Where is her name? Where is I'm her coherent. Name? It's okay. here. Ricky Hodge. You catching contact from the cake, brother? That's you catching contact off. from the cake? That's rubbing off. Ah, man, man, you better get that paper right. No. You gonna grab the last gummy though? That's no, one more wanted. left though. That's I got you. More. All, All right, right. So anyway, finish, finish your point. Video um, games. Video games is taking on a whole new face in today and the years to come. Video games that we know as children are not the same as many of you know. You're playing video games on your tablets. You're playing video games on your smart television. You're playing games on your cell phones. If you know, like I know, only game we had on our cell phones was Snake. I know y'all remember Snake on a big old Nokia phone. I know y'all remember those. So, the point that I'm trying to make lime is this. Green yeah, lime green screen. A point I'm making is this. When you see your children playing a video game, or if you see a, or if you see them obsessing over something, just take a couple minutes out and just investigate and see exactly what it is because you never know what niche your child might actually find by being exposed to video games. Now, I'm not saying that let them abuse it, but just pay a little attention. Now, the next point I wanted to get to is stocks and video games. It's not something that I've actually done myself, but it is an idea that I've had as of lately, and I wanted to spread it to the listeners. If you know about stocks and video games, or if you don't know about stocks and video games, just take some time out to Google any video game company. If you don't know video video game company, find out what your child is playing, find out what your little cousin is playing, and then look at the maker. Who's endorsing them? And I'm pretty sure you can find out the stock. And if I'm not mistaken, I'm not a stock expert, but the stocks for video game manufacturers are pretty low. When I'm saying low, I'm not talking about a dollar to five, but I've seen some stocks. I'm not going to say the names, but I want y'all to search and y'all let us know. But I saw some stocks for video games that was like $25. Some was for $48. I think the highest might have been maybe $108, but that was like your upper end, like your Apple and like your Microsoft, that people that do more than just video games. Because you have some companies that just do video games, and you have some companies do video games, electronics, sound systems, even furniture sometimes. So if y'all get a chance to, look up some uh, video games and see if you can buy some stock and um, see if you can change the game. I mean, you're spending $46, you're spending 46 to $68 on a video game, whether you're buying it or downloading it. If you buy a stock in one of these companies, you're looking at spending maybe 36 to maybe $56, and that's just one share. So if you buy your kids six games throughout the year, cut those six games down to three and spend the other money on some stock, then you can kind of, kind of offset some of your prices. Um, this is just an idea that I have. I'm just spreading it to y'all so y'all can just, you know, we can start thinking outside of the box. So as, we got support, you know? As we thinking outside of the box, we were able to look up from uh, investopedia.com um, three video game uh, companies that you can get some stock in. And some of them you may have heard of, some of them you may not. But you, if you understand gaming, you'll understand what we're talking about. First one is changyou.com, C-H-A-N-G-Y-O-U.com limited. It's a Chinese video game developer uh, company, and they're known for its massive multiplayer online role-playing games. Now, again, we are not stock professionals. This not. is strictly opinion-based and yes. something that you can all find. We are not stock experts. We are not. So don't come to us talking about you lost money, okay? But if you did win, you know <laughs> you, you owe us, just for the record. All right, next one is Sideplay Corp. Uh, this one is uh, SidePlay is known for creating video games for mobile and web, and web platforms as, as, such as Jackpot, Party Casino, Monopoly Slots, and the last one is Electronic Arts. 
which if you played Madden, you played uh, EA Sports, EA Sports games, right. Star Wars games, uh, made by this company. And just real quick, just the prices, and this is again um, uh, via this website, uh, ChangU.com prices ten dollars and forty two cents a share, which is very reasonable. Uh, SidePlay Corp is twelve dollars and fifty one cent a share. And EA Electronic Arts is a hundred and nine dollars and fifty eight cent a share. Again, good point, Ron. Good research. Again, I told you the stocks are pretty cheap. Um, so what I'll do is when I buy my stock, I will post it onto the page to let you guys know that I bought a stock. Um, whatever it is, I'll let you guys know too. Um, but also, um, just imagine y'all who have apps on your phone. Just imagine how good you would feel. If, say, for example, you're playing Candy Crush and you own a share or a stock in Candy Crush, just think about those things. Just think about the app that you're playing and if you own some stock in it, how good you would feel now that you're playing the game or how good you would feel about seeing your son or daughter play the game that you own stock in and you can tell your children, hey, we own stock in Microsoft. That game you buying, I owe two dollars from that game, or whatever the case might be. But we gotta start changing the the lingo that we use around the, the house. Mindset. We gotta change the mindset, y'all. If we want change to happen, we gotta change the mindset and the perspective and so, the perception. Speaking of changing the mindset, we also love to address uh, and give a look at fatherhood um, from um, four positive black men who fatherhood or mentors, and either ways, a father in some kind of way. And uh, we're going to get into the Blueprint segment, uh, running music for the Blueprint segment. All right, so this week on the Blueprint segment is uh, four different topics. And I want you to touch on these and give me what your your thoughts on goal setting as a father, fear as a father, baking as a father, and nurture. How can you use those to give advice about being a father to you know a young father or someone who's a new father? Ricky, go ahead. Well, goal settings. Uh it's never too soon to start asking your children, your child, what they want to be when they grow up. And you have to follow with that every year that they enter um, a new grade level, the first grade, second grade, so forth. So if they transition from elementary school to middle school, you want to know what they want to do. You want to make sure they have their mind set on maybe one or two particular things. Try to keep don't let them have their mind uh, uh, wary into other ideas. Like keep them focused on what's the goal at hand. Like and completing that goal, reaching. Yeah, completing that goal, reaching that goal. What about what about fear, um, baking, and nurture, real quick? Well, fear. Uh, I don't know too much about fear because these days, um, my kids they don't see fear. They don't know fear. They know your strength. They know your strength, right. Okay, so so uh, let's go to Bossley. What do you feel about fear or baking and no, nurture as a father? Or just one point of those? Um, goal, goal setting is extremely important if you plan on being a productive human being, period. Uh, fear, there's no such thing as fear. Right. Um there's a little poem that we have about fear, but I won't get into that now. But it's the little the little fear that caused total obliteration. But that doesn't exist in my world. Fear is just another word that they have in a dictionary that doesn't apply to a person like me. Baking. Um, I like to bake niggas on the court when I'm playing basketball. What about cooking? Oh, cooking. I like to bake niggas when I'm playing modern warfare. <laughs> what about cooking? Well, food? cooking. Well, I baking bake. is my forte. That's my thing right there. Okay. I love to cook. You like to so cook? I like to cook. See, I See, do it out of necessity. I, the thing is about cooking, me as a black man, I don't rely on no woman to cook for me. I can cook anything and everything on my own. And I would love to teach my two young princes how to cook. They too young to understand that right now. But I gets busy. My son loves my food. Both of them. 
you know i make stuff from scratch they tear it up okay you know, that's, so. that's important that is a quality you know my mom shout out to my mom she had me in the kitchen since i was about 10 and she had us cooking dinner at like 13. we had to take turns and i never understood why she did that but she prepared me for life she used to say you won't have to rely on anyone to do anything for you okay so when i got all ventured off on my own i like, mom what's that recipe because i'm hungry <laughs> <laughs> i'm out here in the world yeah. I, i'm single right. so Fact. you know and she Give me the recipe that I was able to whip it up. Like, okay. you know. For for me, I want to touch on nurture. And I'm not talking about like in a mom trying to nurture a son. It, it is about addressing the issues that are not helping you reach your goal. Right. And knocking them down to the bare bones so that way he can see his issues. But also build them back up. That is one of the things that I did not see. And a lot of the students that I, I was taught, they... You know was knocked down you're not this you can't do this you will never do this and no one ever built them back up and gave them the foresight of this is the why that what you did was incorrect or was the wrong path you need to show them the issue and build them up and still be that guiding force for them holding their back and that's one of the things that i think a lot of our uh young young black men don't have the fortitude to get knocked down without pulling a gun Mm, I, I, I never seen up. that. I never witnessed that. These young, our young black boys, man, they lack courage, confidence, and self-esteem. They lack it. If you give a black man or a black girl confidence, courage, and self-esteem, they could be anything in the world. But our society beating us down, man. Mm -hmm. They beating us down, man. So, so this is one of the reasons why we have uh, this segment on here is to give everyone of you from a positive black male point of view but also to really help out the young fathers because they're going to be mentoring a whole another generation of black men that's going to be you know mentoring a whole another generation it just goes from there and if you yeah. don't have a strong foundation that bridge will collapse every you single are time tearing those candies yes yeah mr vosley is in his uh second batch of gummy of gum bears gummies okay so it's, it's definitely worth it. Uh oh, Ricky. Ricky's about Yo, to get one. Ricky's definitely not about to get one. <laughs> Ricky won't ever get one because Ricky's on his grind. Uh, he's on his grind. All right. So I think this was an amazing uh, second show. And uh, this was a lot of fun, y'all. It was a tasty show. It was, it was a tasty show. Shout out to who? Shout out to Kelly's 4Ks, Chronic cookies cakes and candy we're going to post underscore her. underscore underscore we're going to post her uh information as well as but you can call kelly directly at 267-819-9608 and i'm going to finish the cake her, in a little bit if you can give um cold hashtag mfrr Yes. That might be the discount code for now. <laughs> <laughs> Just to let you know, Vosley <laughs> is back on lean. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't gotten approved by our sponsor just yet, but we're working on a discount code. We're working on it. But uh, to, to get more of our information, please visit our Facebook page, MFRR Podcast, MFRR Podcast. And for our Instagram, it is MFRR1996. Uh, this was a fun episode, and I really, really enjoyed it. Our topics, and we're just going to continue to grow. Again, as our audience, we want you to be a part of our show. So let us know what is your favorite R&B group of all time. Post that on our pages, our Instagram. Uh, also, would you buy the Erica Badu uh, fragrance? Or if you got it, what does it smell like? <laughs> I, I definitely want to hear that, especially if you bought it. And give us also your feel about Chirac and how it was put out. Or should Hollywood stop using uh, police brutality against African Americans and make their their stuff from there, make movies from there? So definitely thank you guys. Uh, for, uh, Frank, thank you so much. Matt, thank you so much. Ricky. So, uh, Ricky, you want to give up any, any info before we go? Info, it pertains to what? Anything. I don't care. Oh, I don't have you high. <laughs> Maybe one day I'll uh, try one of those candies, but nah. All right, Ricky, sign off. What's your sign off, homie? It's your favorite male, man. It's the bull rate. Watch your wives, watch your girls. <laughs> <laughs>
Watch your wildin'. I hate dogs, bro. <laughs> Mr. Vossley. What's up, y'all? Y'all can follow me at uh, Next to Ken at Instagram. That's N-X-O-F-K-I-N. And if you know about that movie, it's an old movie by um, Patrick Swayze. He's a uh, rest in peace, brother. Um, you can follow me on the on Mac Brown on Facebook. And also, if you know somebody that's looking to sell, buy, or rent a house, holla at your boy Mac Brown. I felt to mention that I was a realtor because I'm not on here talking about real estate. However, I'm also here to help y'all get them investments right as well. So if you got that time, holla at me on Facebook or Instagram. You know where to find me. Facts. And, and we're here to work with each other and work with the community. So we also looking for any more sponsors. Anybody else want to partner up with us? Um, spread the word. Definitely put it out there. So that is us. Second episode of MFRR. Thank you to Kelly. And if you want some of these uh, chronic cookie cakes candy, call her at 267-819-9608. Uh, I'm Ron. If you want to contact me, contact me on the MFRR podcast Facebook page or MFRR1996 at Instagram. Hit us up. We'd love to hear from you. We are out. Fellas, good job. Five Heartbeats, the best beat. Best, best group. Best group. He really <laughs> have to throw that one in there.